0: everyone, this is Chris and Sandy, Ben with The Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing guests. And like I say on every show, we've got a great one for you today. Um, We've got Asante Black coming on. He's done some great things in the acting world. Um, Some people may know him from this. some people may may know him from a few other things. And we're definitely going to talk about social distance, because I know that that's the project he's really excited about. Uh, but we want to talk about a little bit about a little bit of his story and the things he's done and the things he's going to do. So, Sante,
1: how are you how today? Doing? I'm 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 fantastic this morning. How are you doing? Doing good. Oh, we're doing great. And you can introduce us to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my dad. My dad, I even <laughs> die, <you> know. <laughs>
2: the brains behind you, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, one half of the buttons.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Now I always like to talk about first the big elephant in the room, so to speak. This has been a crazy year. Mm-hmm. Um what are y'all doing? How has COVID personally affected y'all and, and your work? And what are you doing to kind of maneuver through that?
1: Um I'd say for me, you know, work for me came to a full stop. Uh, we, were, we were planning to go back to This Is Us, um, you know, in, in July. I would usually do each year. Um, but, you know, because of the pandemic, you know, things that's when things were starting to spike, you know, summertime and it was super hot out. So things were starting to spike, and they kind of had to reroute and try to figure out a way that we could film uh, as safe as possible. So it really put things on a full stop um, until social distance did come along. Uh, but luckily, we're back to work and This Is Us now uh, in a very, very nice and safe environment. <laughs> oh, Because, uh,
3: awesome.
1: you know, <clears throat> this whole year has been crazy. I remember when we
0: started this show back in January, I remember, you know, our ultimate goal was 100 interviews our very first year. We thought, well, yeah. if we could do that, we'd probably be ahead of the crowd. I think we would make a name for ourselves and you know, say we did 100 interviews our first year. Wow. And then COVID happens. And Mm. I told Sandy, you know, all these people are going to need a place to talk. That's true.
3: You know, we need to give
0: them that platform. Um, So we stepped it up because I I was like, you know, this is our year to shine. You know, I know that uh, Mm. it's hurt a lot of people. But when there's opportunity, you also got to take it and run. And we chose to run. And because of that, you are 248 interview now.
1: Wow! Congrats! Congrats! Hey, that's amazing.
0: Uh, thank you. That's funny.
1: We our our goal was a
0: hundred. Now it's three hundred.
1: Wow. <laughs> hey, you guys are making. You guys are making. We got some time left. Hey, <laughs> man. <laughs> so tell
0: us how you got started in
1: acting. Um. Yeah. I, I started out. You know, I was super young. Um. You know, kind of just did school plays and things like that when I was around. Uh. Second grade. Um. You know, it's crazy when, when you're that young, you know, you don't really kind of think about uh, some of the things that people might uh, associate theater with, um, like maybe in high school, you know, oh, those are the weird people or the, you know, it was really just, we were all having fun. We were all second graders. Uh, you know, it was almost as if theater was the cool thing to do among uh, our class. So we, you know, we did that um, and, and, you know, kind of just really got started from there. Um, I... Uh, did a couple of other plays in D.C., uh, you know, a few years later uh, uh, at, at Howard University. And then right after that, you know, I think that that was the moment where I kind of realized that I wanted to pursue acting full time. Um, you know, it, it was really something because was, there was almost a break. There was a break from when uh, from when I started acting and then went to, to when I picked it up. I picked it back up around, you know, right before I went into high school. Right. Um, and so it felt like I was missing something. And then as soon as I got back into it, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm really called to this. This is really my passion. This is what I want to do. Um, So ever since then, you know, ever since my freshman year of high school, I've just been taking it seriously. And it wasn't until – it really wasn't until my senior year uh, that I booked something. And now here we are. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you stole one of my questions, kind of. Because one of my –
0: I always like to ask – because, you know, there's always two days. You know, most people, when they act, they sing. Most people know that they want to do it from a young age. But I
3: always want to ask,
1: when did
0: you know this could be a career? And you kind of answered that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What so, what are some hobbies you like to do outside of acting? You know, because again, you got to have to be, be well balanced, especially being you know as young as you are. You know, you don't want to be so involved where everything is one way. And I think sometimes balance is good. Sometimes balance can be bad. Sometimes balance can be
1: good, too. I've actually been thinking about that a lot recently. I think that, you know, I've been trying to, uh, because I remember, like, a few years ago, like, when I was, like, really in it, all like, acting was all I would do. You know, I would be reading a bunch of acting books. I would be downstairs in the basement doing monologues all the time, you know. Wouldn't even hang out with friends because I'd be like, no, 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 I'm studying. I'm studying acting. You know, I was that in it. Um, And I feel like that was the thing, you know, that got me to where I am today. But I think that now that I'm in that place and still continuing to learn because I still have so much to learn uh, in acting, now I can start to branch off and like figure out, all right, what are some other things that I like to do? Because you know, for actors, you know, uh, I was talking about this recently too. It's not like you know we have nine to fives where we just go to work every day. You know, yeah. it's really yeah. our schedules are very, very you know up and down all the time. So we got to find things to fill that time with. Um, you know, I, I really, I've just been you know I started getting more into working out recently. Uh, I've been working out, playing a lot of uh, basketball. Um, I've been trying to. I've been trying to read a lot. I actually just finished reading The Alchemist, which is crazy. Uh, um, What else? Cooking. I mean, it's a. It's a few wow. things. You know? <laughs> I, what I cook? I cook every now and then. <laughs> you don't think I cook?
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: I do. <laughs> I am holding
3: to that. So.
0: Tell everybody a little bit of your backstory, what, you know, as you guiding through all this, um, I know you said a little piece of it already, but when, when you were younger, younger, Mm -hmm. um, were there things you did to help guide you into this arena
1: now, back when you were really young? Mm. I think that the biggest things were, were my parents and then being open to, you know, allowing me to explore, you know, because when you're that young, you don't know what you want to do, you know? Um, yeah, doing theater was really just—it was like, oh, okay, that seems cool. You know, I never—I was never like, oh, yes, second grader. I know I'm gonna be <laughs> after, you know, just do this. You know, it was just <laughs> a thing to do. It was just something fun to do. And with them, you know, being open and allowing me to explore, and you know, having the resources that I did, I was able to find that uh, in in theater. And I was able to really, you know, feel like I belong there, and uh, and and just enjoy, you know, creating these characters and telling these stories so much, and you know, enjoyed uh, how the audience reacted off of things that I said and, uh, you know, just, just different things like that. So I think that would be the biggest thing that kind of got me here, you know. I, I wouldn't say I did anything specific, you know, when I was in second grade. Um, also, also the school that I went to, you know, my, my best friend at the school that I went to, his mom was the theater uh, teacher. Uh, she was also a math teacher then. So, you know, I already had a close connection with him and his mom. Um, she kind of pushed me into it. I think she saw, you know, a little bit of potential in of really you know nurture me and help me to get into it more than i had already been so yeah. i think i really think that that's you know what's necessary and crucial when you're really young that young mm-hmm. is those resources, course having people that are open to showing you uh things that you know they might not necessarily be interested in you know
0: yeah now before we talk about the highs of what you've done so far which we'll get into that and the social distance and all that i always like to talk about the other side of it the, you know a lot of people they see the big actors out there, and they see the glory behind them, and and sometimes they forget that there's work behind it. You know, they don't see the gr— you know, they see the glory, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles, the rejection. They don't see none of that. And I always want to talk about that because I think it's so important in this day and time. Before people even consider this type of career, they need to know exactly what it takes. So yeah. tell us a little bit about the sacrifice side of this, because again. You know, I don't care whether you're an actor or whether you're a singer. There is huge sacrifice. So tell us about that side of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of got a little bit into it, you know, when I was talking about just how dedicated I was to acting when I was in high school. Um, You know, even to the point where, like, sometimes my grades would slip a little bit. You know, I always got them to where they needed to be. But, like, I was so focused in on acting because I really felt, um, that it was all that I wanted to do, and I tell people this. You know, when they ask me, uh, you know, how do I become an actor? How did you do it? You know, I was like, I mean, really, it was. I did nothing else. That was it. <laughs> and you have to be willing to do something for a profession that's as hard to get into as acting, and hard to sustain. Um, wow. You know, you have to. You have to be so committed to working at it. Um, <laughs> where to everybody else around you, it's like, oh wow, this guy is never around, or oh wow, you know, he's he has no life. But to you you know, you're living your best life, you know, because you love it so much, you know? Um, there's, there's a, I think that there's a lot of sacrifice there, you know, the rejection. I mean, I told you, you know, I started auditioning for uh, for things and movies and TV shows and commercials when I was uh, a freshman and didn't book anything until four years later. Um, and, you know, I, I count myself lucky as that because it was so huge, but there's many, many people that don't get anything for, you know, decades, you know? And they're still working at it, you know? um it's it's definitely not it's not not, definitely not anything to to play with you know um you know of course acting you know it seems like this fun great profession and people see the celebrity behind it yeah all that stuff is cool right but there's so much that you have to put in to be able to get to that point um and then even when you you know if you're not really in it your heart isn't really in it then when you do get to this point you might be like "Mm, i don't i'm not sure if you know i want to keep up with all of these things because i didn't know that this was behind it you know i just thought it was the Oh, I just go on screen, say a couple lines, go to some premieres, go to some red carpet. You know? It's none of that. No, 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 no. It's studying, 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 you know?
0: And, you know, that reminds me of a story I remember back in 2014. Now, this has to do with music, but it's the same concept. We interviewed um, Alice and Steele from Two Still Girls. And at that time, her and her daughter were full time with music. And right. one of the questions I asked her was, What advice would you give an up and coming artist? And I'll never forget what she said. And this kind of reminds me of what you just said. She said that if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of the music, if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep the music side as a hobby. She said, because day mm-hmm. you want to be a career, everybody owns a piece of it. You no longer own your life. She goes, your friends and relatives, they never understand. They invite you to cookouts, to, to weddings to weekends, to holidays. But when you're grinding, you have to say no to them and because you can't say no to a gig. You can't say no, you can't cancel one once it's started. So they don't understand because they, they do the nine to five. They don't realize you're 24-7 whether they like it or not. Then on top of that, your family has to sacrifice. It's not just about you. Everybody around you has to sacrifice. Then if that weren't enough, there's going to be days where you you're just miserable. But you still have to get out there and perform. But then she added, and I'll never forget, she says, but if your heart will, al- will not allow you to do anything outside of that career, then go all in, because that's the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. And I think that's what you were just talking about. Oh, yeah.
1: And I think that, that sacrifice piece you just said about family, too, which is something that just slipped my mind. But that's huge. You know, my my, my entire family I have a, a huge family. You know, it's my dad, my mom, and then I have four younger siblings. Um you know, we just we moved out here for This Is Us last October for uh, uh, all the way from the East Coast, all the way from Maryland. You know, so our entire family kind of we, you know, we've yeah. been in Maryland our entire lives and almost like uprooted our lives to come out here and, you know, make this sacrifice so that, you know, I could be able to uh, do what I have to do on This Is Us. and Like that's things that people don't realize, too. you know, uh, you're going to have to probably it's almost as if you when you're an actor, you know, sometimes you, it feels like you can never settle. You know, you're always going to auditions. And when you book something, you're always moving, you know, from one coast to the other coast or maybe even around the world, you know, and all of that stuff seems, you know, fun at first. Uh, but then, you know, eventually it gets a little tiring, you know, but it, it really is your heart being in it that keeps you in it. Um, You know, you have your days, like you said, um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's all worthwhile when you really do love it. Now, um, as you
0: know, as, you know, one of the things that we like to talk about on this is, um what drives, you know, again, to get through those sacrifices, um, there's got to be something inside of you that drives you. Because again, it takes a special person to go through all this. What drives you to get, because we're, we're going to talk about the good moments in just a minute. Um, of How you got on, this is us and stuff like that. And of course your social distance. But before we get there, what drives you? What's that inner thing that says, you know what? This is worth
1: it. I think that um, first and foremost, seeing uh, you know, seeing the way that people react to art, it's when it moves them. Seeing the way that I've reacted to it when it moves me and like really changed my life, you know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say right. that I I saw a movie that like changed my life until like a year ago, you know. But that. Then, even then, I was still in it, you know. I was still in acting, but that's when I really understood. Wow, like this tool that I have. This thing that I love to do really has the power to change people's lives. Um, I think that that's one of the biggest things. But then also for myself, I'm so inspired because I'm watching movies all the time with the great actors in it. And I'm so inspired by what they do and see the things that they're able to do. And I'm like, I'm not there yet. you know. I'm not there. So I can keep, keep, keep going. you know. I tell myself that I want to be the best ever. <laughs> that's what I tell myself. Right. I want to be the best ever. You got to set high, high, high goals. You know, uh, so that, you know, even if you don't reach those goals, you're still going to end up pretty high because your goals are high in the yeah. first place. You know, so. You know, like and
0: you and you'll land, land it, among the stars.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's that's what it is. You know, I'm, I'm, I am I'm want to go as, as, as high as possible. And I know that the only way to get there is lots of sacrifice, lots of hard work, uh, lots of discipline. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's all of those things really combined in a melting pot. And it's not fun. You know, it's not easy. <laughs> You know, um, but like I like we keep saying the your heart beating and it makes it all worthwhile. Well. Most definitely.
0: Now that we talked about the sacrifice a little bit, let's talk about the glory side. You know, the, the side that, you know, you got to have some great moments to keep you going too. So what was that moment? How, how did this just, uh, happen for you? I mean, did you uh, did you go out knowing this show was big or going to be big? I mean, how did that happen?
1: Yeah, so um, before This Is Us, I had just come off of, or not just come off of uh, filming, but uh, another one of my shows, the first one that I was ever in, When They See Us on Netflix, it just released.
3: Oh, yes. um,
1: and that just released, and then I say like a month or two after the release is when mm-hmm. the audition for This Is Us were happening. Oh, wow. um, yeah. and me and my family, you know, we had already we had already been fans of This Is Us. You know, we've been watching it. Um, mm-hmm. I think that uh, my, my grandma actually put us on, on my test side. Um I But somehow so now, now yeah. she gets to watch me and this is us so every Tuesday. Oh, but wow. uh, awesome. yeah, it, yes, uh, you know, we we uh, it happened a couple months after, um, and and it was really, you know, it it was a, it was an audition process. You know, I had to send in a self tape. You know, it wasn't like they were like, oh, you were so good at when they see us, like I want you for this. No, I still had to go through <laughs> as many actors have to, especially when you're this, my you know, my age, yeah. and you mm-hmm. are still relatively new. I mean, not relatively, I I, I am still new. To uh, the industry, um, so yeah, I had to audition. You know, I uh, came out to LA after my first audition uh, to do a screen mm-hmm. test with Lyric Ross, actually, who plays Deja. Um, and it was really, you know, th- that that was it. You know, I, I feel like my most like the most recent things that I've been doing it hasn't necessarily been uh, as crazy as the audition no. that I've done before. Like for when they see us, yeah. because I like I in the work, you know. Now, so it's almost <laughs> like you know I'm. Not, not 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 going through the motions, but yeah. I'm you know I'm kind of here now. You know I'm I'm not necessarily as nervous. I'm not as scared. You know mm-hmm. I know that you know what's for me is for me and what's not is not. You know yeah, uh, man, that's that. something that you really have to understand too. You know because a lot of people you know they want you know you get all these roles sent to you all day. You're like ooh I'd be great for this. I'd be great for this. I'd be great for this. And out of you know twenty that you think you'd be great for, you're only going to get one. You know mm-hmm. you might not even get any. You know so you <laughs> know that's that you really have to understand too there's the there's the glory side there's being able to film on this is us with the cast as talented as them uh but then there's you know the multiple 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 shows that i also wanted to be on that are great shows that are on right now and i just you know just make it. you know you have to be able to accept those things you gotta have tough skin Most
0: definitely now the moment that i know y'all are excited about let's talk a little bit about social distance
3: yeah how did
0: that get started and tell everybody a little bit about what it is about
2: yeah, so the way that it got started, it was really um, out of the blue. Um, I was actually out jogging one day, and my sister-in-law called me. But as I'm running, I can't really answer the phone. So I get back to the house, and I notice that she's on the phone with my wife. Um, and so essentially, she's talking about an opportunity to be on camera with Asante. So I'm like, "Cool, um, I'm down for it. I'm up for it, you know being on camera." And I'm thinking that it's going to be an interview, you know, type format. Yeah, sure. and so, you know, like I said, I'm comfortable, you know, with that type of format because I'm used to being in front of the camera doing videos yeah. with my wife. Um, mm-hmm. And so, lo and behold, I asked Asante if he's up for it. He says yes. And then he finds out from his agent that it's more than just doing, like, an interview. <laughs> they actually want us to read lines. Mm-hmm. They want us to actually engage in a show that's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. where we have to film and do all of this type of stuff. So I'm like, what? So I'm surprised because when Asante brings this to me, I'm caught out of the blue. Again, I'm thinking it's just going to be us in front of the camera doing an interview. No, I have to read lines. So I'm like going crazy. Everybody is laughing at me and because they know that I'm not used to I've never done it before. So, so the expectation is that, you know, I really can't match the challenge that's in front of me. But lo and behold, you know, I make the decision that this is something that I want to do. So I commit go to, um, you know, going all in and doing what needs to be done to make it happen. and I had to audition for it. I was actually taken aback initially because Masanti um, told me that I had to audition. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, so you got to audition too? And they're like, no, he ain't got to audition. He's already put in the work to prove himself. So no, only you have to audition. <laughs> so what, what if, if you, did you get work?
3: So <laughs> he didn't
2: hear it? So what if, you know, what if,
0: what if, you know you, since you've had to audition and he didn't, what if they said, nah.
3: <laughs>
2: I don't know. I don't even know if it would have been able to happen because they had to find two people from two Mm -hmm. different generations in the same household. And so I went through the audition process. I had to learn my lines. I think it was about eight pages of lines that I had Mm -hmm. to learn within a 24 hour time period. Again, I've never done this before. So I was questioning my capacity to even be able to do it. But, you know, at the end of the night. We ended up doing um this self-tape sent it in and the next day his agent called and said that I did a great job he want to move okay. oh, that's
3: um, <laughs> you
0: know
2: that's like with us
0: with the show you know when we started January 3rd we were like we had no idea what we're doing
3: you know, <laughs> <That's true.
0: laughs> you know we yeah. started this I just knew I could talk you know that's <laughs> that's, that's it, yeah we had me talking, so you know, I just, and, but I had no idea if we could pull this off. I didn't know what would happen, and here we, again, but because we didn't know, that also made it a little exciting,
1: and yeah. scary, and all mm-hmm. that, so I'm
0: sure you had a lot of emotions on you as you started oh, yeah.
1: doing your lines. Yes, uh, absolutely. And the the reason why they had to uh, get two people from, you know, uh, different generations in the same household, because, you know, this, we just filmed this a couple months ago, you know, this was made uh, during the pandemic, oh, wow. during quarantine, um, you know, so it's called social distance. About uh, the pandemic, you know, it's really eight, eight, ten, I mean, eight. eight, yeah, eight, eight different episodes of basically uh, different actors filming from their homes. Um, huh. but they're filming these stories and playing these characters from their homes. Uh, yeah. simply because you know these are the circumstances that we have under us. I think that it's you know really almost an anomaly because. You know, we're in this pandemic and you think, you know, when you when you film things, you know, you have these big crews and, and all of these actors on set, you know, oh, that would never work in a pandemic. You know, we that that's way too easy to get uh, Corona. It's way too easy to spread, uh, you know, Corona. But we were able to make it work. Uh, it, it, I think it was, it was really interesting. You know, we kind of, there was no crew at our house. There were uh, two people, you know, there was a camera person on one side of our house and a sound person on the other side of our house. And really, they didn't do anything, but they were there to show us. Well, they did. Yeah, they yeah. did things, but they were there to show us, you know, how we, how to set it up ourselves. You know, we had to zoom in on the cameras, we had to change the lenses, we had to move them around, we had to mic ourselves up. Um, so it was it was, it was really a lot, you know. Um, it was it was it was uh, something that uh, was challenging, but I don't think I'd ever give it up. You know, it was it was a great learning experience. Well,
0: now, what did, you know, since this is y'all's first time really working together in this capacity, what did y'all learn about each other?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's a good question. I learned that, um, you know, one of the luxuries of being at home is that Asante likes to sleep when we're all <laughs> camera. So, so <laughs> that's, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I mean, I guess one of the things that I learned, um, you know, about Asante is I've known it before, but I got to see it in action, really. Um, yeah. His ability to, to um, you know, capture the essence of the lines, memorize the lines, really with limited preparation. I mean, just his ability to really absorb absorb the essence of whatever the script is and then bring it to fruition, bring it to life, uh, really at the last minute. I mean, that's like amazing. I mean, that's a talent that I don't have. And um, mm-hmm. I was really impressed by that. I knew from, like he started reading when he was three years old. So I knew he had an yeah. amazing brain. But but for him to be able to do that and for so much to be riding on the line, I'm, th- I'm studying my lines. I'm studying my lines like every minute of the day, and then I'm asking him, are you studying? And he's like, no, nah, I
1: got this. And so I'm
2: falling back and watching him, and then he comes and he delivers. And so that's an amazing deal like, that he
1: had. Yeah. I think that I, I definitely learned about my dad, um, you know, how uh, how much he's able to persevere through, through challenges even when he's not uh, – you know, necessarily accustomed to them at all You know, like like we were saying, you know, he's never done this before um, And it's really kind of Almost the same thing, you know, with limited time um, uh, He didn't have Much at all um, After we after we got the audition um, and, and, and they said that they wanted To move forward, we were filming the next week uh, On Monday, you know and They said that they wanted to move forward on Friday, we were filming on Monday So it was really no prep time Whatsoever um, And I think that was just really astounding to me You know, it really okay. kind of um it, it taught me about him how how much he's able to persevere but it also taught me you know there's really never a challenge you, you should back down from if you want to do it um if it interests you you know you i, I think that you that you should and you know he, he did it perfectly i mean he executed and it was amazing Yeah, it was amazing to be able to watch
0: and i love that you're a family unit you know and you know we yeah. we consider our show a family affair so,
3: yeah. so we
0: have an eight year old that we only bring on. Yeah. Every episode, I ask one question. Oh, wait, 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 wait. And, and we've got a 19 month old daughter. She don't know it yet, but she'll be plugged in, <laughs> in the show when, when she gets older. Because <laughs> <and she'll talk.
3: laughs> that's
0: yes. funny. We even locked in the name um, FamilyAffairMedia.com dot com because well, I'm like, you know what? I keep talking about Family Affair, Family Affair, Family Affair. You know what? Let's create a media name around that term to run everything we're doing.
1: Yeah, that's, smart. Yeah, that's, that's smart. That's smart.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah
2: what's your favorite food
3: Favorite
2: food? Yes. I would say for me it's, it's um macaroni and cheese. Ooh, Ooh.
1: That's good. Um it's my favorite food. I feel like this always comes to mind but I've always second guessed it but I think it is uh salmon. I love salmon. I love pizza. <laughs>
0: He's great. <laughs> he, he could eat pizza all day long. If we if we fed it to him all day, he would. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Never get sick of the <laughs> <Bye. laughs>
0: you know, it's funny, you know, we've done two hundred something interviews and ninety-five percent of them he's been in. And wow. he gets there. There are times where when we're in the middle of because usually our interviews go you know, 45, 60 minutes.
3: Yeah. But every now and then the
0: guest has to go a little early, and then, and usually he's at the end of the interview a little bit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they have to go before that. He gets upset. He's like, I didn't get to ask my question. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: you
0: know, sometimes yeah. I'm like, maybe I should throw him in the beginning, but I yeah. there's a certain pattern I like to do. Uh, you know, now that we're talking about that. Um, one thing i like to do on the show that I think is misguided out there, I should say, uh, you know, a lot of people, they see the actor like you, like you, but they don't see the teams behind. And we both know that without teams, the actors, the artists, the authors, um, the athletes, they can't do what they need to do. And people don't see that. And they don't get enough love. And in my opinion, they're going to get the love they deserve oh, yeah. on oh, our okay. show. Yeah. So if they all want
3: to talk about like
1: that make you who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, first team I was ever a part of, you know, family. Family, uh, you know, has always been here for me and um uh, uh, you know, have gotten me through a lot. So, you know, that's definitely the first team that, you know, I want to shout out. Um, my team at UTA, you know, my agents, you know, they do so much work behind the scenes. Um and and and, and, and you know work their hardest to make sure that I'm in the rooms that I need to be in and, and I'm having the meetings I need to have and you know, I'm getting the roles that I need to get. Uh, so, you know, I definitely, definitely want to shout them out. I mean, there's there's, there's really there's, there's so many people there's even, you know, even while we were filming, you know, the team behind the show itself. You know, the producers, they usually don't get, you know, even though they're top dogs uh, mm-hmm. in the, in the yeah. industry, usually don't get, you know, as much love. The directors, the writers, you know, uh, everybody. Those are really the ones that pull these stories together and us actors just the ones that uh, bring them to fruition and execute them. But, like, they're really the minds behind the story and, and, and behind the entire show. And, uh, you know, th- these people are the reason why, you know, we're seeing these movies that you love and seeing these TV shows that you love. You know, you want to associate it with the actor first because it's the, the concept of celebrity. But, I mean, really, I think that more praise should be given to the writers and the directors, producers, and everybody.
2: And, and I would actually say, too, that in addition to that, um, um, you know, I would have to mention the PR team that even set this up mm. um, um, and not just the PR team, but the opportunity and the outlets that um, we've been exposed to, he's been exposed to, like all of it, it actually helps to to lift the profile, lift the brand. And so with everything working synergistically, um, it, it it helps to support and build things as they should be built. So I think that, you know, whether it be fans, um, whether it be family, um, you know, just just that that extended and expanded network, they all are part of the collective team, which helps to elevate and edify whatever message needs to be brought forth. So, so I'm definitely, um, you know, about that, looking at it from a macro perspective, because everybody plays a part. And so we thank you all for
3: that. That's heart. true. Thank you guys.
2: And, and you know, the parents
0: I think play the biggest biggest part in getting the ch- children started. So tell it, you know. Asante, tell us a story. And I know your dad's sitting right there. <laughs> um, let's make him blush a little bit. Tell a story to where and you probably got a thousand of these, but tell a story where your parents went above and beyond on something that had to do with your career. And you're like, wow, they get this is my passion. What was that? What was one mm. of those? moments? Mm.
1: That's a good one. Um, I think that uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, there, there's so many, you know, there, there really are a thousand of them. Um, the, the, the biggest one really would have to be this move out here. Uh oh, it's crazy. That's you know, yeah, both, both of my parents, yeah, even even though, you know, our whole family lived in Maryland, you know, the DMV area our whole life, um, you know, both of them even grew up there themselves, you know, when they were young. So that was almost they, they grew up in the DMV their entire lives. Into their adulthood living in the DMV and completely made this move. For my career, you know, there was really—I mean, you know—and and especially when me having, you know, four younger siblings, you know, one of them when we moved was just getting ready to go into high school, um, oh, wow. you know, it was finishing up middle school. You know, you have your friends there, you have your established things. You know, you have your jobs. Uh, you know, you, you get comfortable when you when you when you're in a certain environment for a long time, and you know, it's not necessarily that that, that uncomfortability is bad, uh, or no, that that comes to really bad. But they really made the decision because uh, uncomfortability, you know, that does lead to growth. And they made the decision to get a little uncomfortable um, to help me grow my career. Um, And then also, you know, fortunately, it led to some opportunities for them as well. Uh, So that that, that would be interesting. You know, they went above and beyond, especially because when, you know, when when, uh, when This Is Us was first starting, Mm -hmm. um, I could have came out here on my own. You know, I, I think I was like a couple months shy. Of being 18 you know Uh, know, and a lot of my friends you know they're off in college and things like that so you know it's not it wasn't a uh, matter of like legal uh things or anything you know but you know me still being you know young and uh wanting me to have the support that i that i needed uh even though i was getting ready to turn 18 and wanted to make sure that you know they were there for me and i had everything that i needed so uh they definitely went above and beyond there
0: so dad how As, um? How was that decision? I know that you and your wife had to sit down and really discuss this, but that move, because, you know, I don't know exactly what the cost of living is, where y'all came from, but I'm sure it's not California's cost of living. So how was that discussion? And tell us a little bit about how y'all decided and how hard was it?
2: Yeah. So first and foremost, when Asante says DMV, he's not talking about Department of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> he's talking about DC, Maryland, and Virginia. We call it the DMV. Right. Area. Um, mm-hmm. And and so yes, we both, my wife and I, we had grown up in um, the, the the Maryland, you know, area our entire lives. Um, so we were accustomed. Our families are there, and um, you know, we were accustomed to being there. So when you ask the question about how difficult, um, for me personally. Um, it was almost as if like a part of myself was being torn away from the base, torn away from the root. So a limb is being (laughs) detached um, because there's some severe and some, you know, some extreme attachments to the area, Um, not just with family, but just with familiarity. And so, so to grapple with the idea of um, being separated from the known and um, to encounter discomfort on an extreme and massive level, um, you know, it's an amazing undertaking. And so, Prior to that point, my wife and I, we had actually in the past discussed moving to Atlanta. I'm not sure if Asante is aware of that, but we had discussed moving to Atlanta. And I was resistant to that. I didn't want to do that. That's still on the East Coast. And so, you know, because Asante at the time was 17, um, you know, it was our belief, and it's always been our belief, that family comes first. And so, with that being said, like, we're not going to allow our 17 year old to enter into a foreign territory across the country. I'm going to be exposed to an industry that, um, you know, can be called so many different names and has so (laughs) many different descriptions. And so so we made the decision as a family to uproot ourselves. And this all occurred within a two month time. period. So let me just make this clear. We were working two full time jobs prior to um, feeling very comfortable in the space that we were in. And um, and we had to make a decision within a two month time period to find a tenant to lease out our home to pack everything up, to ship everything across country. And we had to do this before we even identified a place that we were going to be living in on the West Coast. And so you talk about fear, this is fear amplified um, for me. And, and, um, and not only is that going on within me, but we also have four other children. So the three younger ones beneath him are the ages 16, 14, and 13. And so they're in that teenage space. And so they have friends, they have relationships, um, they have familiarity with the area too. So to have conversations with them, what you're talking about is a bunch of tears, a br- bunch of frustration, a bunch of resistance, a bunch of anger. Um, uh, but again, we led with the belief that as a family, we got to stick together. And if we're going to do it for him, we would do it for you. And so, so yeah, that's what we led with. We led with belief. We stepped out on faith. And again, we're out here now. And unfortunately, we only got to experience five months of being on the West Coast before corona hit. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so now we're back, we're locked inside. <laughs> um so we did not have to experience California the way that we would like to, but um but we're together. We're together and as you say it's a family affair and that's that's really what we feel.
0: So Asante um if you could co-star with anyone and it could be dead or alive, even people just passed on, who would it be and what would you want to play?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Um, you say dead, that or alive? Can I give a dead and alive? <laughs> hey, come we'll come
3: each absolutely. Okay.
1: Uh, rest in peace. You know, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman.
3: Oh,
1: um, he was uh, f- f- phenomenal actor. Who do I want to play with him? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I want to, you know, play almost like a student, a uh, student teacher role with him. Oh, you know, where he, you know uh, a teacher and. What 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 can I compare this to? Almost like, uh, (laughs) almost like um, uh, uh, Denzel Washington in uh, oh, what's that? What's the movie? Uh, uh, Antoine Antoine Fisher, Antoine Fisher, where he's you know uh, teaching uh, uh, a young Derek Luke. You know, I I would love to do something like that with Philip Seymour Hoffman, just because his presence is so large um, uh, that you know I feel like that'd be such a learning experience. Um, And then you know, alive. Uh, right now, I'm going to say Denzel. Denzel, uh, you know, one, know of the, one of the greatest. Uh, hope, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, I can manifest that. Uh, and I will. That I have to, sell, I have to sell, but, <laughs> but, yeah, definitely Denzel Washington. Um, you know what would be cool? Because I've said this in the past, too. I've always wanted to, because Training Day is one of my favorite movies. Um, oh,
3: yeah.
1: I would love to recreate that and play his no character. Problem. But if I co-starred with him, maybe I, like, took the place – of, uh, of uh, Jake. <laughs> and, yeah, Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke. Took the place of him and, like cool. was a new recruit or something like that. That would be fun. Be fun. <laughs> so this
0: past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. And mm-hmm. knowing where she's at now, I always like to tell this story before I ask the guest exact same question because the answer she gave us five years ago is almost to the T of where she's at now. I mean, she's on top of the world in the country music scene. And she had that vision. She knew where she was going. And I'm a believer that if you don't have a vision for the future, you're not going to get there anyway. And so knowing Mm -hmm. that, knowing what can happen, where would you like to see yourself in the next five, maybe 10 years? I
2: thought it was asking you. So, so for me, um, what I would say, so my wife and I, we're both um, licensed therapists and we do relationship coaching with couples all across oh, the country. Sure. And so, so you know, what I would say for me personally is I want to, again, continue to expand that business and, um, you know, assist people with their mental health challenges, relationship challenges on a more massive and global scale. So really just expanding that business. But then also, too, I would yeah. actually say, um, because I'm newly entering into this acting space, I would mm-hmm. love to see um, you know myself having more roles and more opportunities and and being more um solidified in this space.
1: I would say I want to get um, my production company off the ground um and start uh you know being able to produce projects of my own. Um and really just continue uh writing scripts. Um I want to I kind of I kind of want to go into maybe some entrepreneurship outside of acting.
3: Uh yeah, you know, you I'm, not, know I'm not
1: exactly sure what that would be yet but you know, something, you know, where where I could have uh, multiple sources of income because, uh, you know, that's always smart. Oh, um, and smart. yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> why not? Own, why not own a home? You know, why not own a home in five years? Uh, owning a home would be great.
0: You know, you're talking about relationship stuff. Um, we're actually eventually planning on doing marriage ministry and stuff because, you know, we went through 19 or not we, but I went through 19 years of addictions. And the first five years of our marriage was really hectic on Sandy because of those addictions. But, you know, she loved me through them and all that. And she put up with way more. Now I never cheated and I never hit her. So, so I didn't cross those lines, but every line outside of that, I crossed pretty much, but she always uplifted me and everything. And, you know, sometimes when we tell our story, sometimes people will say, Oh, she let you walk over her. And I'm, I am have to explain no, she allowed me to experience God's pure love through her because I really believe if she didn't become that vessel of love for me, I would probably be dead by now.
1: Wow. That's
2: beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. amazing. You know, I, I commend both of you all. And thank you for even sharing that. Um I think more people need to hear stories like that because people have a tendency to really tap out too soon, tap out prematurely from a relationship and don't really. Understand the value that support couples or wives or even a husband's support provides um, to to emotion to to give us some sense of emotional stability and um, sustenance to your partner. So that's that's really profound. Thank you for sharing.
0: We just crossed our 18th wedding anniversary. So,
2: yeah, So so I've been sober almost 13 years.
0: Congratulations. Congratulations. So thanks. So um, let's say that you become a six and and this could be for both of y'all. Let's say that y'all become a success that whatever, whatever that looks like ten years from now, you are a success on whatever scale that is. Um what if the person you are today could meet your future self, what would you tell or remind him?
2: Hmm. The person I am today could meet my future self. Um now, your, your future successful self. Yeah. So. So I guess what I would say to my future successful self is is to really be present in the moment and to be patient with your process, because as we evolve and as we arrive at different levels, um, we feel like there's a new hustle, a new goal, a new initiative, a new aspiration, which makes us hustle even more. And so you can lose sight of the present moment because you're constantly hustling, constantly in the grind. And so, what I would say to my future self, future successful self, is to be present and to really appreciate the moment and be patient um, mm-hmm. as you're present. In the moment. Mm.
1: I, I would say uh, make sure make sure that you stay grounded, um, mm-hmm. staying grounded mm-hmm. and staying humble. Um, you know, because you know, with, with if you if you don't have those core values with you at all times, and you know. Success can take you all, you know, different yeah. kind of ways, you know, and right. I want to make sure I'm stay on a straight shot to make sure that, you know, I can become more successful, um, support the people around me. Um, so really just staying grounded and staying humble is the biggest thing that I would say.
3: Now,
0: now this could also be for both of y'all, too, because, you know, you both got great advice that y'all could give, especially, do, you know, doing what y'all do together. Let's um, say that there's some people that are just starting out. They want to act. They've done a few um, episodes of things, whether it could be online only, but whatever. They've done some things. What advice would you give them to kind of help guide
1: them along the next two, three, four years? Mm. Um, I would say, you know, pa- again, patience. Patience is really big, really, 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 really big. Um, but it can't just be uh, you can't just idly be patient. You know, you have to be working uh, in your patience. You have to, you know, make sure. <laughs> Like, like, I, like I said, that's all I was doing was acting. And when I when I say that, like I really, really do mean really, it. If you really want to uh, be the best actor that you can be, because if you become the actor that you need to be first um, before you try to get into the industry, then things mm-hmm. will almost, uh, you know, it's almost like those, those things will start falling into your lap because you've already done the work. Um, yeah. So you, you want to read as much as you can, read as many acting books as you can. You want to uh, like literally watch movies and I still do this, but I watch movies. And if I know that there's a great performance in it by an actor, I'll take notes on their performance. You know, and I'll be like and I'll pause it throughout the movie. You know, I watch a lot of movies by myself. I pause it and be like, oh, what did he do right there? And what? why did that, you know, why did that work? You know, it's really because I think that people try to oversimplify acting a lot of the time when mm-hmm. it really does come down to a science. You know, you're really trying to imitate uh, human life and human behavior. And when, you know, us as human beings, it's hard to see ourselves, you know. Um, especially when you're trying to play a different character, you know, you start to get in your head. You might try to uh, do things the way that you do them or, you know, you just overthink it, but it really does come down to a science. And when you have that science figured out and continue to work on it, then, you know, mm-hmm. it's not as stressful. It's okay. I'm where I need to be. Something will come soon. You know, you have always have, to have that faith that something will come soon because you're doing the work uh, mm-hmm. to get, to get that, you know?
2: And yeah. So what I would add to that is, um, it's important that you have some sense of purpose. Um, You know, you want to know why you're doing what you're doing. So purpose. Um, Then you also want to have a plan. Um, So really, you want to have some type of blueprint, some type of map to get to where it is that you want to go. And then lastly, what I would say is that you want to take action. Um, You know, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Shoot your shot. shot. And, um, you know, if you go through that process of having purpose, planning, and then taking action, eventually, um, You'll get to somewhere, if it's not where you want to be, at least closer to where you want to be. And then you can establish a new plan to get you to yep. where you actually want to be.
3: Yeah.
0: And, you, and, you know, talking about the procrastination thing, that kills more people than anything. Like, I remember last year, the whole year, we've wanted to launch our show. I mean... Yeah. I, and I kept putting it off. I kept thinking, well, we got to be perfect. Got to be perfect. Got to be perfect. <laughs>
3: to have everything and, lined up, right? And, and
0: and I felt like I needed more things lined up, more this, more that. And finally, by the end, I guess it was either November or December of last year, somewhere there, I finally told saying, you know what? We just need to set a date and get and and talk about your purpose. I, I knew if I set this date, I couldn't say no, because because I, I, I decided January 3rd, because my mom passed away um when six months after we married, uh, that's what drew me back into addictions. Um, but I, but I but her birthday was January 3rd, so I thought you know what, we will launch January 3rd and we'll dedicate our first show to her. And mm-hmm. I knew I couldn't back out from that. <laughs> <end>. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you're so right. So many people they have these ideas, and some are great, some are not great. But you know what? God's not going to move a parked car. You you can't you know you can't move in this life in park. You know it's you know you can't go forward till you mm-hmm. put it in the drive. And and you know what? You might make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. But when you're moving forward, then mm-hmm. you can start to guide yourself see, you can't guide yourself to stay and stay and And so many people are doing that
1: in this day and time. Mm-hmm. You also have to remember that progress isn't linear. You know, you're going to go up and down and up and down and up and down. But even those downs, you know, that's still progress. Because when you're failing, you know, you're learning from your mistakes. You're figuring out, okay, uh, I, I missed the mark here. Now what do I have to do to readjust to get back on track to where I need to be? You know, All those failures aren't losses to me. They're just uh, really teaching moments um, and on Perfect. how to get. To where I want to be,
0: you know. I remember hearing someone say, "I either succeed or I learn," mm-hmm. and that's true, you know. Because yes. you know, even through the addictions, you know, I went through 19 years of that. I, you know, some people have asked me, "Would I would I change anything from my past?" I would not, because if you take away that, you probably take away her. You take away our two kids. There's so much that you would take away who I am today. I like who I am today, so I don't want to change nothing from my past. I've learned mm-hmm. from it, we moved on, and we're moving forward. Mhm, mhm, yeah. So as we finish here, any parting words from y'all? And you know, you can tell everybody how to find y'all and all that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, hope you guys uh, watch Social Distance on Netflix. It's out now. Um, me and my dad, were in on the eighth episode, but I encourage you to watch them all because they're all really good. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can you can find uh, me on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Asante Black, um, Black with two K's. Um, and, yeah, just keep tabs. I got some I got some uh, things uh, coming up that I'll be able to talk about soon. So I'm excited for those.
2: Yeah. And I would say um, just to follow up on what you just said, Chris, um, you know, done is better than perfect. Um, So if you find yourself in a space where you're procrastinating, um, you're holding back, you're a big gun shy, you're afraid to shoot your shot, just get out there and shoot it. Like I said, you miss 100 percent of the shots that you don't take. And so, you know, again, take your chance um, and and shoot that shot. And, um, you know, really, if you mess up, it's okay. We all mess up. We all make mistakes. It's all a learning experience, a learning process. And um, it's really about doing what needs to be done to go to the next level and recognizing that. Again, it's going to be peaks and valleys in your journey, and so um, you know you can find me on social media as well at aiza uh, with my first name. You can also find me at blackloveandmarriage.com. My wife and I provide relationship advice, um, and so again, you know, and hopefully you'll see me in something soon in reference to acting. I'm really opportunities coming my way. <laughs>
0: you know, we we really enjoyed having you on the show today, and we definitely look forward to having both of y'all back down the road.
1: Oh yeah. Oh we look forward to it too. Yeah. This is this is really fun. All right. oh, we appreciate it. You. Y'all have a great day. You too. You.
3: Bye. Bye.